0: In the meantime, just head over to patreon.com slash the writer files. It's free to join Patreon to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime that's patreon.com slash the writer Help us start something special.
1: So I always start with place when I'm approaching a novel and I think in terms of genre Destination Thriller is very new as a, as a kind of um, label. And really, originally, you're just put in the kind of thriller, more general thriller space. And, you know, thrillers really exploded with Gone Girl and around that time, um, the psychological thriller. And so I've kind of been banded around between originally being called like a mystery women's fiction writer. And then it was a psychological thriller writer And I think now this title that's come out of Destination Thriller is actually the only one that really genuinely suits what I do. Um, And so I'm like, this is wonderful, but I've been doing this for years and now it's suddenly like a thing, that Destination Thriller, and it kind of makes me smile because it's not new, you know. I, I have been doing this my whole career.
0: And welcome back to the Writer Files. I am still your humble host, Kelton Reed, wishing you pages, patience, and perseverance per usual. Internationally bestselling author Lucy Clark spoke to me about how her love of travel morphed into a destination thriller, building your readership organically, and the chewy female dynamics in her latest novel, The Hike. Lucy is a Sunday Times bestseller and the author of eight destination thrillers including Waterstone's Thriller of the Month, The Castaways, Richard and Judy Book Club Pick, One of the Girls, and most recently, The Hike. Told in alternating perspectives, her latest thriller explores the wild side of female friendship and the transportative power of the wilderness. New York Times bestselling author Sarah Pierce said of the book, The Hike transports you to the Norwegian wilderness where a group of female friends are pushed to their absolute limits and beyond. Lucy's novels have sold over a million copies and are published in more than 25 territories worldwide. An adaptation of her book, The Castaways, was filmed on location in Fiji and Greece, and the five-part series is airing on Paramount+. In this file, Lucy and I discussed her past life in advertising and making the transition to fiction, the explosion of the thriller genre and her place in it, why she likes to write characters at their crossroads, remote zen writing abode why maintaining author friendships is so important to longevity and a lot more stay calm and write on and don't forget you can always support this show by heading to writerfiles.fm where you can also sign up for email updates and other resources for writers and if you're a fan of the writer files please click follow to automatically see new interviews in your podcatcher as soon as they're published and drop us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to help other writers find us. Yes, we are back on the Writer Files. I am honored today to be joined by yet another esteemed guest. We have international best-selling author Lucy Clark is joining us today to talk about all Things Writing, and The Writing Life, and her her latest thriller.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me here, Kelton.
0: Yeah, this is exciting. I can't wait to talk about the latest, The Hike, which um, is already getting some fantastic buzz around its U.S. Uh, publication day, which is going to be August 29th. Is that right?
1: That's right. Absolutely.
0: Cool. So you're in the midst of um, some promotional jags and uh, mm-hmm. get. Erin talking about the book, but yeah, what's the vibe over there? How are you feeling? And are you across the pond presently?
1: I am. So I'm um, here in the UK on the South Coast. um, And I live in a place called Bournemouth, which is just right on the beach. Um, And yes, the hike has launched in the UK uh, just recently. So I'm feeling not as nervous as I often do approaching publication because um you know I've gone through that first set of reviews and and very thankfully the the book um the hike was the Sunday times bestseller here so I'm feeling a sigh of <laughs> of, of relief mm. which I often don't have um you know going into publication time so I'm actually just really excited now about it landing yeah stateside on the 29th of August
0: no oh, congratulations that's got to be a a good feeling and a thrill to uh now get to do it here in the us
1: yes
0: well um i can't wait to talk about your fascinating career path and of course your uh seaside writing hut there but uh yeah take us back a little bit if you will as we do with so many authors talk about your winding path to bestseller because mm-hmm. uh you know i understand You've you've done some other things. You 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 weren't always a, a best-selling author, but tell us a little bit about this this uh, really interesting career that you've had.
1: Yeah, I decided um, that I would love to try my hand at writing when I was in my mid twenties. I had another career in advertising, um, hadn't thought about writing as a career, and I had a long uh, six month trip um, traveling across America and Canada. Um, in which I just loved having the space and time to write and keep a travel journal and I knew when I got back to the UK I didn't want to pass up you know the opportunity to do more of what I loved which I had discovered on that trip was writing and traveling and I thought you know I want to do both of these things in a in a lifestyle decision way so I then spent the next few years Basically teaching myself how to write a novel and I got out all the books I could find from my library on uh, novel writing craft, studied them. I read an awful lot of fiction, underlining and annotating as I went to try and work out, you know, how authors actually do it. And meanwhile, I wrote a novel which was rejected um, and a second novel, which I managed to get a literary agent with and went on to become my debut and that was about 10 years ago now. And since then I've published uh, eight destination thrillers and my, my kind of pathway to where I am now has been really steady. And I'm very grateful for it because it's meant I've kind of cut my teeth as I go. And I haven't had that whirlwind of success that some debuts may have. And then you get that kind of slow decline in sales. And I I suppose I've been lucky enough to go the other way and had a kind of steady but solid start and and built with each book a readership. So my last three books have been Sunday Times bestsellers. And um, I'm lucky enough to have two books um, have been a, adapted for screen, um, another in development. So it's been a really, the last couple of years particularly have been such a wonderful time in my writing career. It's really Lovely, and I think you know it makes you kind of appreciate it all the more because I know the struggles of it and how disappointing it is to have rejections or even just to have a book that comes out but doesn't do much in terms of sales. So yeah, slow and steady is is how it's been over here, but um, but really enjoying where I'm at at this point in time.
0: Yeah, that's a cool story, um, and yeah, like not that instant meteoric jolt of fame but just kind of a slow and steady and as you said you've been building a readership and of course have um you know really built built a name for yourself as a destination thriller author um talk a little bit about the genre and how the destination thriller really um kind of came to be um you know as opposed to you know some of these other thriller Mm. genres or uh niches Simi- yeah. similarly like as we talk about um you know and not every not every writer likes to kind of like describe themselves as a, a domestic thriller writer or a um you know a cozy thriller writer or whatever mm-hmm. it may be but but eventually you do get kind of put into a box but yeah, talk yeah. a little bit about your love again your love of travel this fantastic instagram uh of yours which i will link to which has kind of a beautiful photos of your travelogue lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, talk a little bit about destination thrillers.
1: That's it. Well, I think that I've always written books that are set in places that I've loved to travel to. So all of the novels um, that I've written are places that I've been to myself, either before the writing of or specifically on a research trip. And they're set in places like Bali and the Philippines and Tasmania and Greece and The most recent, The Hike, is set in the wilderness in Norway. So I always start with place when I'm approaching a novel. And I think in terms of genre, destination thriller is very new as a a kind of um, label. And really, originally, you're just put in the kind of thriller, more general thriller space. and you know, thrillers really exploded with Gone Girl and around that time, um, the psychological thriller. And so I've kind of been banded around between originally being called like a mystery women's fiction writer, and then it was a psychological thriller writer. And I think now this title that's come out of Destination Thriller is actually the only one that really genuinely suits what I do. Um, And so I'm like, this is wonderful, but I've been doing this for years and now it's suddenly like a thing, that destination uh-huh. thriller. And it kind of makes me smile because it's not new. You know, <laughs> I, I have been doing this my whole career, but it's just different labels at different times. Um, but I'm very happy to be be known in that in that sphere. I think some people, like you say, are a bit resistant to, to labels and with good reason because sometimes the label doesn't actually suit what you do. But in this case, it, it's fit for purpose. So I'm happy, happy to be called that.
0: Earlier in the show, I mentioned an invaluable resource for writers, Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories based on three decades of writing, failing, and trying again. Author Steve Almond is a beloved professor at Harvard and Wesleyan and the acclaimed New York Times bestseller of 12 books of fiction and nonfiction. And in Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, Steve employs the radical empathy he displayed as a co-host of the Dear Sugars podcast with Cheryl Strayed, where they explored the joys and trials of storytelling to explode myths that hold us back from writing our deepest and truest work. The book includes chapters on plot, character and chronology, but travels far beyond the earnest intentions of most craft books. It also includes writing prompts to generate new work. Pulitzer Prize winning author Richard Russo called it one of the best books on writing he's ever read and also the funniest. Pick up a copy of Truth is the Arrow, Mercy is the Bow, a DIY manual for the construction of stories, wherever you buy books, and add it to your TBR today. And just a quick aside to revisit the exclusive Writer Files Patreon community where subscribers get access to uncut ad-free interviews, a writer's happy hour, bonus breakdowns, and a lot more. I know that for serious writers, it can be more distracting than ever to cut through the noise, stay productive, and home in on what's happening in the publishing industry. Over eight years, we've provided a looking glass into the habits of professional writers and publishing industry insiders. And as your humble host, I've decided to launch a membership-based Patreon for serious scribes to cut through the noise, swap tips and tricks, and hang out with like-minded peers. Just head over to patreon.com slash thewriterfiles for bonus writing resources, monthly episode breakdowns, Writer's Happy Hour, a community of your peers, ad-free episodes, and more. It's free to join to get a preview and you can upgrade anytime that's patreon.com slash the writer files help us start something cool and special keep calm and write on yeah and as you had mentioned um adaptations underway millions of copies now uh in 25 territories worldwide um it's gotta be it's gotta be a pretty good feeling and then to know also that uh yeah i think at least two of your novels are currently being produced is that right the castaways
1: yeah well the first novel um is called the blue and that's my third book um and it's uh was filmed in thailand on a six a seven month shoot um and it's been it's it's airing right now on paramount plus as a seven-part uh series and it's just a a beautiful show. It's fantastic. It's actually called No Escape, which is the British title for the novel. So in the US, the title for the book is The Blue. Um, and it was just such a wonderful experience to go out on set with my family and be part of the writers' room um, to just experience what it's like to put a show together, which is not my world at all. And it wasn't ever part of the plan or the dream. It just very much happens organically. Um, so that was a wonderful experience. And I thought, you know, that that's a real one-off. And, you know, in fact, it turned out not to be because Paramount also wanted to produce another of my uh, books, which is The Castaways. And that has just wrapped filming this summer. Um, and that's coming out at the end of this year, I believe. So it's been really fun. And there's another book in development. Um, so I think, I think it's also a time when, This kind of thriller set and exotic places is something that post-COVID I think the streamers in particular are really hungry for because we love that propulsive feeling when we're watching a show and that thrilling element but if it can also transport you I think it does you know it serves two purposes so I think there is a hunger for that at this point in time and I'm just lucky to kind of have you know that's just what I do and I have a whole backlist of titles Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i've not done anything smart and read the markets just you know sometimes the market (laughs) kind of comes to you and in another couple of years it'll be something else but for right now i'm just very much enjoying and being grateful that that it's all happening
0: yeah that's really cool well i did just speak with a tv writer producer from los angeles who obviously is on strike with the uh, Mm -hmm. writers guild on the west coast but um yeah has that affected any of your productions to date i mean i know you our head down, you know, working on your fiction, yeah. uh, most of the time. So you probably, again, aren't really paying attention to the trades, but, um, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I do. I have lots of conversations because I work closely with the script writers here adapting my work and I'm in the writer's room with them. Um, yeah. I had a dinner last week with, um, uh, two producers and a screenwriter and we were talking about, yeah, the problems of the, the U S strikes and how it's affecting everything internationally. But, um, For me and the shows that I currently have in development, they are um, British, uh, they're commissioned by British uh, companies. So it's Paramount UK that are commissioning it. So it hasn't affected me directly, but I think there will be this trickle down effect to UK writers as well. Um, And it's it's good because it's kind of writers supporting writers. So we'll see how it all shakes down.
0: Sure. There's that solidarity piece, but at the, at the end of the day, um, it sounds like Paramount UK is is still is still working hard to, to churn out these um, thrillers. And of course, as you said, uh, a greater hunger for that now more than ever. That escapism, yes, yeah. But um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about the hike. And of course, mm. um, you know, it's being described as a, a story that explores the wild side of female friendship and the transportative power of the wilderness in a gripping thriller. And I want to talk definitely more about kind of the inspiration behind it and these chewy female dynamics.
1: Yes. Um, so the hike in in essence sees four women in their mid-30s. They're great friends and they take it in turn each year to organize their annual holiday. And Liz's turn uh, this year and she is... A woman who's a real sort of crossroads, I suppose. Her marriage is failing. She's having struggles with her career and various things. And she just rallies her friends and says, do you know what? This year, I don't want to sit by a pool and drink cocktails. I need to do something different. I want an adventure and I need to get out of my comfort zone. And she says, look, please come to Norway and go hiking with me. And, you know, her friends are just like, what this isn't a holiday um but they rally and they join her and the novel is set um over four days when they go on a hike uh self-navigated um into the mountains in Norway and of course things don't go smoothly because this is a thriller um and (laughs) it was the, the very starting point you know I knew I wanted to set a novel on a hike I thought there's nowhere I'd rather do that than Norway because of just the magical beauty and rawness of the landscape. Um, But the other kind of starting point beyond place itself was that I love to walk and hike. And some of the most interesting conversations I've had with girlfriends is when we're walking, because the psychology of it is firstly, the motion of it um, frees up, Emotions that can stagnate so you naturally kind of loosen and also inhibition wise um they those kind of things that might hold you back from talking actually fall away because you're typically walking and keeping looking sort of at the path and where you're going so there's no eye contact so you end up having really interesting juicy conversations um when you're out hiking, and yeah. I just wanted to bring that together with this, yeah, wonderfully remote wilderness setting.
0: Well, that's very cool. And of course, you know the in, the inspiring, ta- you know, the towering wilderness of uh, Norway is that something? Then you talk about your kind of research process, of course, and I can look on your Instagram. But talk a little bit about, yeah, where some where some of that inspiration uh, comes from from your real life.
1: Yeah, so I love to hike. um, And having decided to set the novel in Norway, I um, went there on a research trip. I took my husband and uh, he's always game for an adventure. So we packed our tent and camping stove and, you know, set out. um, We set out on a five day uh, hike into the mountains. And it was so incredible because we, as we sort of set out, you know, you see the kind of m- mobile phone coverage just disappear and suddenly, <laughs> you know, you, you're an hour into walking and you just feel like you're in the middle of nowhere and you, and you really are because we walked for five days and we didn't see a single hiker on the trails. Um, it was so remote and so beautiful, but also very daunting at times. And there are sections in the novel that have come straight out of my own experience where On one of the days we were in a mountain plateau and there was a huge sort of two mile long lake and we saw at the far end of the lake this this kind of rolling mass of fog just coming in over the mountain (laughs) tops. And it just was so foreboding, it came towards us and you knew in a matter of minutes there would be no visibility. And sure enough, you know, I'm covered in goosebumps just waiting for it in this dense freezing sort of fog. Um, enveloped us, and if we were more than you know two meters apart, I wouldn't have been able to see my husband. And it was just really scary because you know the, all the landscape around you—the mountain peaks and the lakes—just disappear. You can't really walk anywhere because you're in danger of slipping on off the. You know we were walking on a very narrow path, um, quite high above this lake at the time. So you just have to stay rooted to the spot, and you've no idea how long it's going to last for. Um, so there were lots of moments. Like that, when I was researching for the hike, that really brought the not just the landscape to life, but kind of my emotional response to the landscape to life. And I was really able to then understand more deeply how my characters would feel in that setting. So it, it feels to me a really essential part of my writing process um, to go to these places. And of course, it's just fun as well. It's just the loveliest part of the job because. You're, I'm doing something that I love, which is traveling. So um, I feel very lucky that it is a legitimate part of of you know <laughs> what I do
0: right what you love.
1: Absolutely,
0: and of course. Um, I know that feeling of foreboding when you're out in the middle of literally nowhere. Mm. But you know, in awe of like the the physical beauty of the of the wilderness, but also you know in the back of your head knowing that if something were to happen to you, yeah you're nowhere near you know a, a telephone or um a way to c- contact people
1: absolutely it's a really terrifying thought because <laughs> i was definitely aware of like you know if something happened to my husband like he's a fairly big guy like how what would i do i obviously won't be able to carry him so you know yeah. you have to leave him and would i make it back to civilization on my own like how am i navigating skills just all of those things that you don't think about in your sort of day-to-day life when you're living in a kind of safe sort of urban environment and I think that's why it's really great for us to go out into the wilderness and remember those kind of more base instincts that we have for survival and it puts things into perspective I think.
0: course i will link to your home base there which is lucy-clark with an e.com and um the book the hike which i thought it was cool that sarah pierce uh blurbed it um of course she's been on this show in the past lovely um author to speak with as well um called it taught compulsively readable an elegantly written thriller. The hike transports you to the Norwegian wilderness where a group of female friends are pushed to their absolute limits and beyond, of course, a brilliant exploration of female friendship and all it entails. And uh, yeah, congrats on the work. No help, no cell coverage, no one to hear them scream. <laughs> it's, it could almost veer into horror. i'm just
1: kidding (laughs) with those those taglines absolutely
0: (laughs) that's very cool um yes congrats on the work i am sure that it will also uh find some interest from from filmmakers as well or streamers as it were uh any any word on that as of yet or is it too early
1: um there is word um but i can't actually talk about it as Ah. yet but yes there is word on
0: that okay okay good (laughs) well you'll keep us posted i will um we'll check back with you in the future about the the future of the hike yes but it has it doesn't have a a a different title in the u.s no the
1: the same which i love it's so much simpler it's the hike everywhere which is great
0: (laughs) very cool um yeah so i want to talk a little bit more about your surfing zen writing Mm. hut there uh, on the south coast um but yeah talk a little bit about your process and kind of um i'm fascinated to know where you write and how you get the pages. And, and, uh, of course, uh, I'm sure that you're a a tea drinker, but, uh, yeah, talk a little (laughs) bit about, about how you, how you get the pages and kind of like when you're in your flow state, um, what that looks and feels like for you.
1: I think my flow state, oh, I love it. If I get in my flow state, it's of course, you know, those, those days or hours when you're in it a few and far between, but my perfect setup for writing is we have a, beach hut which is um about a 10 minute cycle from our house and it sits on a sandbank in a nature reserve um and on the one side is the ocean and on the other is um a natural lagoon and it's only reachable by ferry or bike or on foot so there's no cars it's really cut off um the beach huts are just like small kind of wooden sheds uh You can sleep in them. It's basic. There's no Wi-Fi or electricity. You've just got a little hob that runs on gas. Um, And it's fantastic because you're quite cut off from real life. Uh, Everything moves at a slower pace. So for me, working on a novel there is absolutely ideal because there's not the distractions that I would have if I'm working from my office at home with Wi-Fi on and everything else. So I go there to do my kind of quiet deep thinking and first drafts um, I typically write by hand when I'm at the beach sometimes I take my laptop depending on what stage of a book I'm in uh, but I prefer to write by hand when I can and yeah that's that's the sort of sweet spot for me when I most often find my flow state um, and it's just an absolute pleasure to kind of tuck myself away and just have you know the horizon for company and um obviously fueled by tea, tea and biscuits as well. That's <laughs> how I go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the horizon, tea and biscuits.
1: Yeah, all the good stuff, everything I need right there.
0: <laughs> um, are you a, a writer who can listen to music or, or does that is that not uh, complimentary to your process?
1: I love listening to music. I often have, well, I always have a Spotify playlist for each of my novels um and sometimes when I've got multiple viewpoints, I'll have a playlist for each character just to help me step into their headspace. Um so yeah, I mostly write to music. Sometimes I'll just want silence, um, particularly if I'm working at the beach hut because it's such a nice soundtrack of just the sea. So I will quite often have nothing on there. But if I'm working from home, I've got two young children, so I need the music turned up loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Same. <laughs> Well, that is very cool, and um, yeah, I could probably pick your brain all day, but we have limited time, and I'd love to get a couple more questions in. But really, um, yeah, I, I guess I could ask you a fun one: if you could have dinner with any author from any era to uh, your favorite spot in the world, or just drinks—you know, your choice—or mm-hmm. uh, both. We could we could make it a multi-destination uh, uh, event. Yeah. Who would you take and where are we going?
1: I think I would invite Maggie O'Farrell to the beach hut and I would just do a really nice barbecue. Um, And Maggie O'Farrell is an Irish writer. She's my favorite novelist. Um, She writes really beautiful literary fiction with characters who are just so beautifully rendered that they feel like, you know, they could just walk into your room and you'd recognize them. So, I'd just really like to have a lovely, relaxed evening chatting about process with her. That's everything I would want.
0: Yeah. Um, are we also bringing some libations?
1: <laughs> are we bringing what sort of food and drinks do you mean? What what extra details yeah, do you yeah. want?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're, what are we barbecuing first? Okay. Of all?
1: I think uh, so when we are at the beach hut, we typically fish. Um, so, we love it if we catch mackerel. So, I would probably put some mackerel on the barbecue um and i would serve it up with a big greek salad and maybe just some really nice small roasted potatoes um and i think for drinks oh what would i have i'd probably just have a really nice bottle of chilled prosecco
0: Mm, my mouth is watered (laughs) (laughs) so we've got grilled fresh mackerel A Greek salad Mm -hmm. mm, with some beautiful feta cheese, I'm imagining. And small roasted potatoes, nicely seasoned, and a beautiful chilled bottle of Prosecco. Mm,
1: Sounds good. I hope she's free.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fantastic. Yes. Gosh, that made me so hungry. Well, that sounds like a lovely, lovely... Uh, date. And, and of course, um, yeah, I just want to, before we wrap up here and I'll point to all the places you're on the socials, of course, Mm -hmm. and I think really, really getting a kick out of the, the Instagram, which I will link to, but uh, yeah, I think um, just for your fellow scribes on your final pearl of wisdom on just how to keep going, how to
1: persevere. Mm. It's a good question, isn't it? What kind of keeps you motivated? And I think two things for me, one is uh, i have a really wonderful friendship with another author. And we voice note each other daily. Um, we talk about where we're out with our manuscripts, what we're having for lunch, whatever, whatever's going on. Um, and that's really helped to just keep me, you know, motivated to have someone to share what I do with daily. That was so helpful. Um, and the other thing is, I think, finding pleasure in what you do. And all too often we're striving towards a goal which might be getting published or meeting a certain sales goal that you've created in your head or whatever it is. And I think if you strip that back you and you don't meet those things, you need to be able to find the joy in what you do because that's really what will fuel you. So I certainly try and make my writing as pleasurable as I can. And even if I've only got an hour in my day to write because there's lots of other things going on and promotion and publicity – I'll make sure that hour really counts and I will set myself up at the beach. I'll have the nice biscuit or cake or tea or whatever it is. Um, and I'll just remember to be like grateful for that moment in time so that I've carved that out to write. And I think going into it and trying to get as much pleasure from it as possible means that whatever the outcome of that book or piece you're working on is just a byproduct, really. But the, the process itself is what is.
0: The gift i love it that's a great note to end on and lucy i know you got to go but thank you so much for stopping by um we wish you the best of luck with the hike obviously um coming out august 29th here in the us and go hither i know you have more to do but uh, come back in the future
1: thank you so much thanks for having me
0: thanks so much for joining us for this file and if you're a fan of the show simply head over to writer files.fm for more. That's writerfiles.fm.